Bonds are typically seen as the safe investment for those nearing or in retirement. Typically, their portfolios shift to containing 40% or more in bonds. One of the most common retirement portfolios is the 60-40 portfolio. 60% in equities or stocks, 40% in bonds. But many will get much more, quote-unquote, conservative than that. With 50 or even 60 to 70% of their portfolio in bonds. But why? Are they really safe? And what happens when bonds bomb? In this episode, we're going to look at the two main elements of using bonds, income and stability. Bonds bomb at both. Bonds is income. Bonds are often used to as an income-generating investment. They pay interest, and that interest is often distributed to retirees as income. When you're no longer working, you need a steady income coming in, and many bonds will pay monthly interest, therefore monthly income. Those who buy bonds directly get that stated interest payment for that stated duration. So for example, if you buy a long-term 30-year bond at 6% for $1,000, you will get a $60 payment every year for 30 years. Often that will even be split up into 12 monthly payments. And then at the end of 30 years, you'll get your $1,000 back, right? 6% of $1,000 is $60 per year. If you put a million dollars then into bonds paying 6%, you'll get $60,000 per year for 30 years. This 6% is called the yield. It yields 6%. And many times people will compare bonds based on their yields. And so if you're getting a 6% yield on your bond, the, the reasoning goes that, well, that's better than the 4% safe withdrawal rate of equities, right? That would be only $40,000 a year on a million bucks. Or even if you had a more aggressive equity withdrawal rate of 5%, that would only get you $50,000 per year. And, and if, so if you kind of think that you can only get 4 to 5% out of your equities and that your bonds will yield you 6%, that seems like a good income. They'll often compare the dividends of equities and the yields of bonds, and bonds seem like a great income source in retirement. But here's the problem. It's a flat income amid rising costs. If the cost of everything you want and need to buy will double or triple over your retirement, and it will, then a flat income will be cut in half or to a third over that same period. Your $60,000 per year at the beginning will feel like $30,000 or even $20,000 per year by the end of your 30-year retirement. If you needed $60,000 to live at the beginning, how are you possibly going to live on $20,000 at the end? It's just not possible. But, of course, you'll get your principal back, right? I mean, the bond matures at the end of 30 years, and you'll receive your $1,000 per bond back when that bond matures. So if you'd put a million dollars in bonds at the beginning of retirement at 6%, then at the end of 30 years, you would get a million dollars back. And that's true, and that's what makes bonds better than annuity, right? And, And again, just a small tangent here. 
people often tout annuities and I've gone into this before and we'll, we'll hit it again because it's a, it's a, a dog that won't die. But that annuities will often pay out, you know, four, five, six percent of, you know, whatever you put inside of them. And people are like, hey, look, you can get a 6% guaranteed income stream from this annuity. Well, it's the same thing, right? It's a flat income amid rising costs. But the problem, especially with annuities, is that for most of them, you don't get anything at the end. At least with a bond, you're going to get a 6% or whatever interest rate for your entire life. But at least in the end, you get your principal back, which makes that their total return much better than an annuity, in which case, when you die, you get nothing back. And so that's true, going back to bonds, it's true that you you do get the money back in the end. You do get your principal back in the end when it matures. And it may pay a similar income, but you get squat in the end for those. But I'll refer back to that doubling or tripling of cost due to inflation, which is going to turn that million dollars that you get back into three hundred to $500,000, right? It was a million dollars and it was worth a million dollars when you put it in, but it's not going to be worth that same amount when you get it back. Plus, you cannot live on 80% of your required income, let alone a half or a third. So as income starts, or as inflation starts to dig into that $60,000 a year that you need to live on, you're going to need to start selling off some of your bonds to make up the difference. Right? As your, as your expenses keep going up, you cannot just continue to get the same flat income forever. So you're going to sell off some of those bonds to generate that extra income. But as you do that, you'll have less and less of them to generate the interest income, right? If you had a million dollars worth of bonds generating 6%, and that's your 60,000, as you start getting less than a million dollars worth, 999,000, 998,000, 900, and et cetera, et cetera, as you continue to sell those off, then even though you're still getting 6% of what's remaining, it's going to be 6% of a smaller and smaller number. So your interest income is going to get lower and lower as you continue to sell off your bonds. And that means that you're going to need to sell more and more of your bonds in order to create the income that you need that rises to meet the cost of living. So evaluating bonds by their yield is a poor way of creating income. You must rather look at their total return, their interest payments plus what you can sell them for. And the long-term total return of bonds is about 6%. If inflation averages 3%, that means the real long-term return of bonds is only 3%, right? If it's going up by 6%, if your total return is 6%, but inflation is also 3%, then your real return, your return after inflation is the difference between those. 6% minus 3% equals 3%. Which means that if you're withdrawing any more than 3% from your portfolio, you are decreasing your portfolio and racing against time. Which will run out first, your money or your time on this earth? Most people need to withdraw more than 3% of their portfolio for income. Thus, bonds bomb. The long-term total return of equities, on the other hand, is 10%. The real return, therefore, would be 7%. As long as your withdrawal rate is less than that, you should be good. But, of course, equities only average 10%. What happens when they crash? What happens when they lose 20% of their value, as we're seeing now? 
or 33%, like we saw with the COVID crash, or 50%, like we saw in the financial crisis. That's why we want bonds, right? For their stability. Bonds as stability. Bonds are more stable than equities. Because most people cannot watch their interest income be eroded by inflation and then redeem their bonds at the end, they must sell them over time. Right? You can't have your $60,000 go down to 50, be worth 40, be worth 30, be worth 20%, and then get a big payout at the end. You need that income all the way along. Thus, you must sell some of those bonds as you go, or more commonly, as you are invested in a bond fund that is going to be constantly buying, selling, and redeeming bonds. It does all that for you. Thus, changes in interest rates and demand will cause fluctuation in bond prices and will cause volatility in bond investments. They are volatile also, just like stock and stock funds are, but they are less volatile than stock funds, than equity funds. So bonds are still volatile, but they are more stable. And that's what you want, right? You want some stability in your overall portfolio. The thought goes then that if you own bonds for the interest income and for the stability, you'll be better off. When equities go down in value, our bonds will remain more stable. We can even rebalance at the bottom, right? Which means that we're going to sell off some of our bonds, which are hopefully be up or at worst only down three to five percent and buy equities that are down 30 to 50 percent, right? If you had a thousand dollars in bonds and a thousand dollars in stocks and then a recession hits, a downturn hits, whatever, and that thousand dollars in bonds goes down to 995. It's basically the same, but your equities go down to $400. Then you can sell your bonds at $900 and buy the equities at $400. And you can buy twice as much equities, right? And then when the equities come back, when they recover everything that they've lost, however long that takes to happen, you get a great return on those. And thus we can, you know, buy, sell bonds when they're high and buy equities when they're low. And then we can rebalance after they recover and keep it go back to the 60-40 portfolio, the 60, the 70-30 or the 50-50, whatever it is, we can do that systematically and sell bonds high and buy stocks low, right? That's the strategy. That's what you do with a 60-40 portfolio. It's always 60-40 because you are always rebalancing it. And as you systematically rebalance, you're going to end up buying some equities low and selling them high. It's good, right? Unless bonds bomb at the wrong time. In this current market downturn, right, which is incited by uncertainty around Russia's attack on Ukraine, inflation, rising interest rates, and just general bad decisions, among other things, equities have gone down. And as this is coming out in June, equities are, are down from their high point back in December. And between the high point in late December of 2021 and it's currently the lowest point it's gotten to, which was in midway, it may go down even further depending on when you're listening to this. You may be like, like you know, scoffing that that was the low point at that time. But as of right now, it, it bottomed out in mid-May. And between that high point in December and that mid-May, the S&P 500 lost about 18.5% of its value. And if you look at an actual fund like Vanguard's S&P 500, 
fund, it was down 18.5% between those points. So this would be a great time to rebalance, right? Our, our nice stable bond can be sold and the proceeds invested in the dip. Or can they? Well, from their peaks in 2021 to their 2022 lows, or at least as of this recording, here are the price returns of high-quality corporate bonds as measured by the bond funds following the indexes. Short-term bonds are down 7.7%. Intermediate-term bonds were down 16.6%. And long-term bonds, the ones that are supposed to give us the best interest, obviously there's going to be more fluctuation there, but those were down almost 25%, 24.9%. Down. Bonds. Again, in case we missed that, the S&P 500 dipped to 18.5% down, and long-term bonds, the safe, stable option in retirement, was down 2409 Are you going to sell your long-term bonds at 25% down to reinvest at 18% down? Are you going to rebalance your intermediate-term bonds to capture a 2% difference in price between those and equities? Are you going to sell your short-term bonds at a loss to try to arbitrage 11% when you may actually need that money for income in the next year or two if this season doesn't quickly recover? No, no, and no. At the time when you needed bond stability the most, bonds bomb. They're not doing what they're supposed to be doing. They're not performing as that safe buffer that everyone believes they are. And listen, all my retirees have some bonds, and all those bonds are taking a hit. The difference between what we teach though and what everyone else is doing is that they don't have 40 to 60% of their portfolio earning these lower long-term real returns and also suffering when they need them the most right much more of my retirees income is in equities they're earning those superior long-term 7% real Income over time, 10% real rate of return versus a 3% real rate of return, a a more than doubled real rate of return. So they're getting that over the long term, much more than money is getting that than bonds. And when bonds bomb like this, they don't have so much of their money tied up in those bonds. They have two to five years of in fixed income as outlined in in the book, 3D Retirement Income. That's about 10 to 20% of their portfolio, not 40 to 60. They have a much greater percentage of their portfolio earning the superior long-term returns of equities and generating that superior income. And so should you. If you understand it and can stick with it with the help of a tough, loving, and empathetic financial advisor, you should get your retirement income from equities, not bonds. Because bonds generate less than half of the real long-term returns of equities. And when you need their stability most, it may not be there. Because bonds bomb. The reason most people have so much in bonds is not because it's a better strategy. It's because they don't understand equity investing or are afraid of the volatility. They can't bear to see their funds go down by 15 to 20 percent and so they flee to the safety of bonds 
only to see those go down by 16 to 25%. All the loss without the superior long-term returns. A good strategy, a good plan, and a good guide can solve these problems. And if you don't have them, what are you waiting for? If you enjoyed that, you would love being part of our free membership community. It's called Retire Membership, and there's a host of benefits all for free. For example, you can always buy my book, 3D Retirement Income, on Amazon. But if you join us at Retire Membership, we will send you either a hard copy or paperback for free, provide the ebook and the audiobook so that you can listen to it if you don't have time to read it. In addition to that, we'll also provide you with a bunch of content that you can't get anywhere else. For example, we have our quarterly retire mentorship magazine, which comes out quarterly and has no ads whatsoever. It's just timely content to help you stay the course. We also have workbooks for our free online workshop to help you get the most out of those, flowcharts to help you make better decisions, and a weekly email to provide timely content that you can unsubscribe from at any time. We never ask for any payment information, and we never share your information with anyone else. We just want to provide timely content and help you stay the course to retire successfully and stay successfully retired. There's no reason to wait, so join us now at retiremembership.com, where you can click in the link in the description, and it'll go right there. We can't wait to see you in the community. Cheers. This podcast is educational only and is not investment, tax, or legal advice.